With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 10th, week 10 of the NFL season, kicking off Tomorrow, at least tomorrow as of this recording, Ravens and Dolphins getting together on Thursday Night Football. And appropriately, that's one of the popular Survivor plays of the week. Of course, this is the Survivor episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you to talk you through our one true pick. Any secondary picks we might like if you can't take ours. Teams to avoid. Picks where you can maybe get crazy. We'll cover the entire Survivor Week 10 world in about 15 minutes here. DBR, how you doing today? Doing really well, and yeah, it feels like crunch time if you're still alive in your pools, whether that's a single strike or a double strike, it doesn't matter. After the carnage of last week, mm-hmm. there's still a, a lot at stake, and I wonder if we've hit the weird portion of the season where really anything can happen. Yeah, well, certainly last week would suggest that we have, and before we got going, I said this to you, DVR, and I'm going to you know say it for the show, too, why I keep all the good stuff behind lock and key. Um, I think that this is really the week, and it doesn't, it's not always week 10. It's not like, all right, week 10, I kick into this mode, but this is the week this season where pools that I'm still alive in in Survivor, now I'm really not just thinking about surviving this week. I'm thinking... All right, well, I like the Steelers over the Lions, for example. Is there maybe a better place to use the Steelers down the line? Or maybe I like the Cardinals over the Panthers, but are there better opportunities to use the Cardinals later down the line? Basically, what I'm saying is, from this point on, I kind of want to have a roadmap for what my basic idea is going to be to get me all the way through the season, and then consult that roadmap before I lock in my pick for that any given week. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. If you look more than probably three to four weeks into the future, like right now we're in week 10, if you're looking much beyond like week 13 or week 14, you're probably looking too far into the future. But that might be the end of the pool in that window. So how you're going to get through each week, who you need to save, I think is even more important now because we know more about the teams today than we did when the season started, right? I mean, obviously the teams have changed with injuries and different things that have happened. Mm -hmm. But our, our, our sense of like what we can get away with in terms of mid-range teams in certain spots, I think it's better now than it was eight weeks ago. I think that's a great point right there. Because it's not like, like we knew back in week one that the Buccaneers were going to be good. We had had a good feeling Mm -hmm. about that, but like a team that we didn't necessarily know which way they were going to go. I think the Cardinals are a good one. Well, now we know they're an elite team. Uh, Maybe you could look at a team like the Vikings and say, yeah, they're a team I could use in a spot here or there, but not necessarily a team I want to trust regardless. And so now that we have a good sense of how all 32 teams shake out, we can really start to project ahead and build that roadmap. As you said, not all the way to week 17, but certainly through the next couple of weeks, it's something 
that should be in the back of your mind. So that's something that we're going to be uh, hitting on every episode remaining in this Survivor episode. Week 10, the popular picks DVR, two big ones right off the bat. Steelers over Lions, no surprise. In Yahoo leagues, uh, the Steelers are being used by 38.4% of Survivor pickers thus far. And then Ravens over Dolphins, the Thursday night game. Ravens checking in at 31.4%. The next most popular pick is the Colts over the Jaguars. That's way down at 9.1%. I feel like if the Colts didn't recently have a couple of very usable spots, that might be a little bit higher, but... That's the name of the game in Survivor. And then Cowboys over Falcons at 6%, Cardinals over Panthers at 4.8%. Those are shaping up to be the more popular plays of the week. Of course, Steelers and Ravens, they're going to stay by far the most popular plays. Are one of those two teams going to be your one true pick for this week? Yeah, it's frustrating to have two teams that are so popular and to not feel good enough about a third to mm. pivot away or to not have the pivot that you want available. In this case, that would be the Colts. And I used them last week, which is fantastic because as you described it, the feeling of picking on Thursday for a survivor and <laughs> locking it in before the weekend, yeah. it puts you at ease when the Sunday of chaos rains down upon the rest of the pool. It is quite wonderful. The thing about the Steelers that makes me interested in them now and only now is that I think based on the Mike Clay projections we talk about all the time, this is the last time Pittsburgh will have a win probability above 50% until week 17, and it's going to get all the way up to, you guessed it, 51% in week <laughs> 17. There are no other good times to use the Steelers. So if you're looking at the Steelers versus the Ravens, and the pot odds are pretty similar if the usage holds up as we get closer to lock, you may as well use the team that you have no other interest in using. Mm -hmm. By comparison, you can look at the Ravens and you find a few other games. Like, they're a 70% probability to win for this week. They're 66% next week, right? They're 57% in Week 12, which could be actually usable that week. Week 12 looks like it's going to be miserably difficult if we, we make it to that point. So just having a little more long-term value with the Ravens and other spots where I might want to use them makes me inclined to say, yeah, I'm definitely in on the Steelers this week as my one true pick because their win probability, I believe, is fourth highest in the entire league. The Cardinals, the Bills, the Bucks, they're all ahead of them. Well, I can't use those teams. <laughs> I've already used them, so mm -hmm. I'm using my best remaining team in this spot. And another thing we should point out here, you say all the way into week six to 17 is where you finally find the Steelers with a win percentage over 50%, and it's at 51% for that <laughs> win probability. That's also at home against the Browns. It's like, that might not be 51% by the time we actually get to that game. And even if it were, how comfortable would you be using the Steelers in that spot? Now, I will say... You make it to week 17 in a survivor pool, especially uh, in some of these pools. I'm in a pool where starting in week 11, we have to pick two games correctly. Uh, by the time you get to week 17, you can't guarantee that you're going to be super comfortable with the team you're picking. That's just the nature of how survivor works. But I mean, the Browns are a better team than the Steelers. I would sort of want to pick the Browns if I had to pick someone. If I'm you know, projecting seven weeks ahead, I would feel like I would rather have the Browns in that spot than the Steelers. It all comes back to say that the Steelers are my one true pick as well for all the reasons you laid out. This is the time to pick the Steelers. If I had the Colts, if I still had the Colts available, I used them last week. We both used them in that Thursday night game against the Jets and some of my other pools. I used them uh, earlier in the season when they had, I can't remember if it was the, the Texans or the Jaguars uh, that they were matching up with back in week six, but it was one of those two teams and I took them in that spot. I think it was the Texans. Uh, yeah, it was the Texans. They went 31-3. to three. Um, If I still had the Colts available, 
I could see an argument for using them and hoping for a Lions upset because I don't think a Lions upset is all that far-fetched. Obviously, it is unlikely, but because of the pot odds that are at play here, I mean, you could knock out 75% of your pool. There just haven't been that many opportunities to use the Steelers, too, DVR. And this is anecdotal. I admit that. I'm in one survivor pool. has 44 people remaining in it, 44 entries remaining. 34 of those entries still have the Steelers available. A lot of those 34 are going to be on the Steelers. That's just a guarantee. One of those entries is mine. And so even though I feel like the Steelers are the play, because when else are we going to use the Steelers? 30 of those 34 could be on the Steelers. And if the Lions somehow pull it off and my team advances, then I am sitting pretty. So that is some of the gymnastics that we're dealing with here this week. I still, though, for our purposes here, I'm locking in the Steelers. And I will say... I don't think I'm going to have the stones to quite make that play in my pool. I will probably be locking in the Steelers in that one as well. But it's something we should be thinking about. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the Lions' schedule the rest of the way and trying to figure out when they are going to throw a big wrench into our pools. Maybe it's on Thanksgiving against the Bears. Yes, it seems yes. like you know road trips to Pittsburgh and Cleveland, those are tough spots. But when the Lions win or if the Lions get a win, it seems a lot more likely to happen at home, I think about that scare they put into the Ravens back in week th- back in week three. Justin Tucker hit a ninety-eight yard field goal <laughs> to win at, at the end of the game, right? Like it, yep. it took that for them to escape that scenario. Like I, those situations seem much more likely to come up at Ford Field. I don't think it happens against Arizona in week fifteen. So I think weeks twelve and thirteen divisional matchups against the Bears and Vikings, both at home. There's your Lions win or your Lions two wins most likely, but this situation does set up a lot like the situation with the Browns and the Jets two weeks ago. Based on pot odds and based on the actual point spread, mm-hmm. the Steelers aren't as big of a favorite as you Sorry, would really, think. Sorry, really quick. The Bengals and the Jets. I mean, the Bengals and the Jets. Or the Bengals and Jets. Yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah. It's a lot like that scenario from a pot odds perspective and then the spread perspective. So I, I saw those warning signs two weeks ago and I ran right by them anyway. <laughs> Perhaps to my own peril, I'm willing to run by them again, but a lot of it has to do with just the lack of value in the Steelers beyond this week and the fact that my pivot is not there. The team I would really want to use is the Colts, and I can't use them because I've already burned them. That's what I was going to say. I can't remember. Actually, I'll go back to our sheet here. So you they, that week you used the Bengals uh, against mm-hmm. the Jets, and they lost. I used the Chiefs that week. So that was the thing, too. That week there were some decent pivots available to us. Off of the Bengals. And so there just really aren't that many available to us uh, this week. Uh, You do have the Ravens. You do have the Ravens. But as you pointed out, uh, you want to save the Ravens. There's multiple opportunities to use the Ravens down the line, as there should be. This is a team that none of us would be surprised to see in the Super Bowl a couple of months from now. Uh, I have used the Ravens. I used the Ravens back in week four five in this pool and I've used them in a lot of my uh, actual survivor pools as well so not an option for me I do think that they are a fine play I'm fine with them as a secondary pick people out there who don't have the Steelers I'm fine with the Ravens personally as a secondary pick I'm fine with the Cardinals as a secondary pick obviously would feel better about it being Kyler Murray than Colt McCoy but that offense looked just fine last week without Kyler without DeAndre Hopkins we can't expect 150 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns out of James Conner every week but Colt McCoy, I think, showed us he can be a decent uh, steerer of the ship in the short term. So I would feel fine about the Cardinals as a secondary pick. There's really, I don't find any of these other popular picks offensive, really. If you want to go Ravens, if you want to go Cardinals, if you still have the Colts, definitely endorse them over the Jaguars. Uh, Cowboys, Falcons, maybe that's the one that scares me a little bit. But even that one doesn't really you know, make me shake in my boots at all. 
No, I, this is a weird slate. I think there's one game in particular that's just odd to me. Saints at Titans. What's going to happen in that game? Is there anything there from like a secondary picks perspective? Like I, I was stunned that the Titans found a way to win that game against the Rams on Sunday night. They're favored. They're they're a home favorite, three point home favorite, pretty standard. The Saints should be bigger. Have quarterback issues? Oh, you think the line? Okay, so you're you're clearly on the Titans side. You think it should be yeah. like five and a half? Well, that scares me that it's not bigger. And at BetMGM, mm-hmm. it's minus three, minus one hundred five. So you're not paying the standard minus one ten juice. It's almost like that could easily get up to, the, to three and a half, four. It's sort of like the odds makers are building in an expectation that they're going to bump that eventually to four points. I still feel like that should be five or five and a half, which scares me a little bit. But if I were going to go, the, the reason why I'm not endorsing the Saint or the Titans, excuse me, as a secondary pick is because there's going to be other opportunities to use them. I'm pulling up the schedule right now. I know for sure they haven't used, have played both of their games against the Texans and the Jaguars. I mean, so yeah. that right there are going to be great opportunities to use the Titans. There's just going to be better spots for the Titans than a home game against the Saints that they have this week when we have the Steelers staring us in the face. I just think those are two teams that are good teams, but they are higher variance good teams for a variety of different reasons that make it very difficult for me to figure out how they will actually perform going up against each other, which is just a, a really nerdy way of me to say like I just don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah, week 11, so next week, the Titans get the Texans, and then week 14, they get the Jaguars, both of those at home. So like... I, you know, I'm totally cool riding with the Steelers using the Titans next week against the Texans or still having them in week 14 and using them against the Jaguars. Like the ten- Titans in this spot, feel like that spread should be a little bit higher. Not going to use them when the Texans layup is just waiting for us next week and something that feels a little bit like a layup with the Steelers against the Lions is available to us this week. As I said, I don't really think there are any landmines to avoid the way that we talk about it, right? Like, we can't say that a one and a half point spread is a landmine that you should avoid because no one is really using them or locking that in with a whole lot of uh, aggressiveness in survivor pools. The Cowboys over the Falcons, that is the fifth most popular play right now in Yahoo pools. That sort of jumps out at me, but only because of the fact of what we just saw from the Cowboys last week. Like, you're going to have chances to use the Cowboys. I just want to see one healthy Dak Prescott game before I go ahead and put my survivor life, survivor life on them. Yeah, and I think it's it's also like last week we talked about this. Denver, to me, was just a slightly more dangerous team than Atlanta. So I thought there was a case to just hold Dallas for this week. And mm-hmm. I don't want to overreact to one upset and abandon what I thought of the Cowboys through eight weeks because of what happened in the ninth week. Yes, the health of Dak Prescott is definitely a concern. And the Falcons are, are maybe like the inverse of the Panthers. Like the first few weeks, Carolina, we thought, oh, this Panthers team might be going places, right? Mm-hmm. Defense looks pretty good. Sam Darnold looks all right. We like the coaching. Falcons, it looked like Arthur Smith was in over his head as a head coach early on. And the fortunes of those two teams have changed. So maybe I've just been a little bit off with those two NFC South teams throughout mm-hmm. the season. But I I don't hate Dallas as, as a good secondary option. Like if I had to go away from the, the, the pot odds and I had Dallas available, like mm-hmm. that would be pretty tempting to me as a as an option to get away from the Steelers and the Ravens with so much of the pool on those two teams. You know what's interesting is consulting the Mike Clay chart without knowing who Dallas is playing and then comparing it to the schedule that shows you who they're playing. Because the next few weeks, they've got an 80% win probability this week against the Falcons. Then the next few weeks, I'm going to tell you the the percentages before I tell you the teams. Week 11 is 61%. 
Week 12, 68%. Week 13, 55%. Week 14, 82%. So you know, pretty good across the board, and that 82% week 14 jumps out of you. Even the 68% in week 12 looks pretty nice. The teams that they're playing, in week 12, that 68% one, that's home against the Raiders. That's on Thanksgiving. I feel okay about that. Week 14, that 80-whatever percent I said, is at Washington, which like a road mm. team getting 80-plus percent. And then week 13, when they're also over 60%, they're at the Saints. Week 15, they're at the Giants. Like... Yeah, the Cowboys are better than all those teams, comfortably better, I think, than all three of those teams, the Saints included. But road spots against those teams, back-to-back road divisional games, like there are some trickier spots than it seems like on paper for the Cowboys there. And so, yeah, this is sort of just a long way of me maybe talking myself into the Falcons being a decent secondary pick, even though I am worried about Dak Prescott's health given the way the Cowboys offense played a week ago. Yeah, I mean, I think if you had both the Colts and the Cowboys available, you'd choose the Colts, I assume, like comfortably. Yes. But if mm-hmm. you don't have the Colts and you want to get that leverage, the Cowboys are your preferred leverage play to stay away from both the Steelers and the Ravens? Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to keep the Ravens, you know, and like that. I mean, that the, the week 12, week 12 against the Raiders still jumps out at me for the Cowboys. Thanksgiving at home. Dak will be a full month removed from that ugly, not a full three weeks removed from the ugly game against the the Broncos uh, in his first game back from injury. Yeah, I, I feel like I would probably go Ravens, keeping in mind that I can use the Cowboys in week 12. That's probably where I would actually end up going. That's fair. If I had them all available. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, all right, really quick, let's wrap this up with a look at uh, getting crazy. Uh, people who don't have any of these teams available who want to fade the Steelers and want to fade the Ravens. Uh, or not fade them, but, you know, get that look for that leverage and have used the Cowboys and have used the Colts. Anything jump out at you as uh, teams that you could go a little crazy with this week? You know, I, I like your pick, so I'm going to give you full credit here. You put <laughs> Denver on the rundown, and I, I just don't trust the Eagles' defense to be as good as it's been to this point. And that's not to say that I think Denver is some amazing offensive juggernaut or anything like that, but... Denver is one of the most difficult places to play in the league because of the altitude. Conditions are starting to get kind of crappy there. I don't really think the Eagles are ever built to play from behind. So if Denver can open up an early lead, especially, Eagles can be chasing that game all afternoon. Uh, I'm curious to know what drew, what drew you to that game. Like, what, Is it riding high on the Broncos playing off the upset against the Cowboys? Is it other things the Broncos have done well throughout the season? Like, What, what led you to them? 
Uh, more just the fact that uh, I, I that the Eagles are not a team that's built to win from behind, and they're acknowledging that with how much they've been running the football over the last few weeks. I think they could get into trouble against a fully healthy Broncos offense. It's really you know we haven't really seen that because Jerry Judy got hurt week one. Uh, Cortland Sutton has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon they were sort of just figuring things out early on in the season. Yeah, I think that that Eagles defense could have some issues with the Broncos offense in this one. I will say DVR that the spread actually concerns me in terms of backing the Broncos. The Broncos are coming off a huge win at Dallas, a game that they dominated from start to finish. And now they're at home against Philly and they're just two and a half point favorites. Like that is a little tricky to me. That feels a little bit you know, like almost like we're like the odds makers are really goading us into looking at that and being like Broncos at home and all they got to do is win by a field goal. Let me lock that up. I will say the juice on it's minus 120. So that makes me feel a little bit better here. Again, we're really talking about getting crazy, and I just I wouldn't I wouldn't go that route if I have the Steelers or the Colts or even the Ravens available to me. I mean, the Eagles wins this season. They blew up in Atlanta, won by twenty six in Week One, but that was a Falcons team that was a disaster. They squeaked by Carolina on the road in Week Five, and that's kind of the beginning of what's been a disappointing turn for the Panthers. And they blew out the Lions, who we know are just bad. I think those teams are ranked like 25th, 28th, and 31st in the Massey Peabody rankings. They've lost to everybody else. They've lost by double digits three times this season. <laughs> so I I just don't think they're good. Like I, I think Jalen Hurts is really exciting. I, I think Devontae Smith might be a really good player for a long time, but they've got a lot of questions they're still trying to answer. I think they can really just mostly beat bad teams, and I don't think Denver's a bad team. I think Denver's kind of like your typical like average team that can play good defense and in the right sort of like playoff matchup maybe they could even win a game in the postseason they're, they're kind of built like that they hung with some teams uh, but again they've really just uh, been and by day I mean the Eagles they've hung they like they hung around that game with the Buccaneers I don't think it was as close as 28-22 suggests that it was a game that was 28-7 late in the third quarter uh, but mm-hmm. they hung in that game they didn't like totally fall flat and embarrass themselves they hung in that 33-22 loss to the Raiders uh, obviously just last week right down to the wire against the Chargers it just feels like there's a tiny bit more here uh, than meets the eye but I do think the Broncos are the better team. And the minus 120 juice on the two-and-a-half-point spread does give me a little bit of uh, comfort if that was the way I was going to go. But we're not going that way. Steelers all the way, right, DVR? Steelers all the way. That's how we wrap it up on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. One true pick for us both, locking in Steelers over Lions for Week 10 Survivor. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Hopefully DVR and I survive in advance and you know we'll talk to you no matter what next week. But hopefully we're doing it from a standpoint of also being alive in our survivor pools. We hope you'll join us then. We'll talk to you then. See you later.